everybody. This is Carla Swanigan, and you are listening to the Carla Swanigan Ministries podcast. And I am coming to you today from my sunroom here out in the woods. It rained a whole bunch yesterday and most of the night last night. So it's real overcast here this morning. I just finished my coffee, so it's super cozy here in the sunroom. And I just thought I'd do a podcast really quick before I take my youngest to school and see how you guys are doing. Kind of give you an update on things that have been on my heart lately and what's been going on with me. Um, one thing that the Lord's really been, <laughs> I guess, showing me is the right word lately is that I worry about things to the point sometimes where I actually totally misinterpret what's happening. And I'll give you an example of this story time just the other day. Um, my assistant always tells me that she's like, Oh, she's going to tell a story. It's story time. So yes, story time. The other day, my son, I'd been taking him back and forth. He's in middle school. I've been taking him back and forth to school for a couple of days for auditions and callbacks on this play that his, his school's putting on. And he had been memorizing lines and practicing monologues and he really wanted to get a part in this play. And he was super excited about it. So I was excited for him and I was totally invested, you know, like typical mom thing, like my son's so good at this. This is great. He's practiced. I just know he's going to get a part. It's going to be amazing. You know, the whole nine. And, um, so I took him back and forth. And then the other day, like on the last day of callbacks, it was the day they were going to make decisions. And so I'd had a really rough day. Um, several things had went wrong. I'd gotten some bad news about some friends, some things that they were going through. And um, I was praying a lot that day for other people. It was just, it just kind of felt like a hard day, a heavy day, um, not a super hope-filled day. I'll say that much. And I took him to his last set of callbacks, picked him up, and he was supposed to find out by seven o'clock that night. My husband got home from work and I was kind of filling him in on the day. And my son came down here and said, okay, it's almost seven o'clock. We should hear something anytime. I'm so excited. I think I did really good. I think I got a really big part. And I was like, Evan, I'm so proud of you. Um, I'm sure you got a part and blah, 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 blah. You know, I was super encouraging him and, and he went upstairs and my husband and I were sitting here in my sunroom and I just started explaining to him how excited I was for Evan and how I thought he did really good. And I was just certain he got a good part. And then I started telling him about my day and, and some of the hard things that were going on. Um, just kind of filling him in. And then all of a sudden I got the email and I opened it up and it was from the school. It was from the teacher, the drama department that was in charge of the play and the parts and assigning everybody their part. And I read it. I scanned it really quick and I saw Evan's name was at the very top and it said stage manager, Evan Swanigan. And my heart just sank because I was in plays a lot. I was in drama, um, off and on throughout my childhood and my youth and everything like that. And I remember the stage manager is the person who's really behind the scenes. They don't, you know, have any speaking parts or anything like that. They're not technically they're not even considered part of the cast. They're, um, 
you know, part of the scenes, the behind the scenes, people that put the whole play on and help things stay running smoothly behind the curtain, but they don't have to memorize any lines. They don't have a monologue. There's nothing like that. So my heart just sank and I just looked at John and I was like, oh my gosh, he didn't get a part in the play. He's the stage manager. And John's like, well, what's that? Cause he was never in drama. And I explained to him what that was. And we both just sat here and I said, I can't believe it. There's like seriously 25 cast names and parts on this list in the play. And he didn't get a single one, not even a small part. He's the stage manager. He's all of his friends got a part and he's the behind the scenes guy. And I was so disappointed for him. And I mean, seriously, you guys, my heart just broke for him. And I, I had tears in my eyes and I just sat here and out loud right in front of my husband. I just said, Lord, I'm so discouraged. This is something he really wanted. He worked really hard. I've been praying for him. He prayed God for favor and um, a part in this play. And I just don't want to, I don't even want to tell him. I don't want to see his face. I don't want to, I don't want to see how discouraged he is. And I was just super bummed out, you know, and this just as a side note, what made it worse for me anyways. And another reason I didn't want to tell him is because he had tried out for a couple of things last year. He had tried out to, um, advance and band. He wanted to be on the jazz band and he didn't get on and he had practiced really hard and that didn't work out. And he, just a couple of other things at school that um, he had tried out for the, I think it's called the IB program and he didn't try out. He took a test and, um, you know, he didn't get into that. So there were a lot of things he was dealing with a lot of disappointment and we were trying to walk him through that and process that towards the end of the school year last year. So here it is, summer's gone by and he's in his first couple of weeks of school and he's trying a new thing, going out for this part in drama and he worked really hard and still didn't get a part. So I was really struggling with that. And what it made me do was it really made me question the goodness of God. And I know that seems trivial. Like your son doesn't get to part in a play and you question the goodness of God. No, it's not like that. And to be honest with you, I don't think that happens. It, it doesn't work that way. It's not that black and white in any of our lives. Like if you think on your life and you look at your disappointments versus your hopes, and when you get into a season of disappointment, it turns into a season and an attitude of hopelessness. And it just reminds me of Proverbs 3, I think, verses 5 and 6. And I actually have it here in the message. Just let me pull it up because I was really thinking about this this morning. And this is the verse that kept coming to me. And I want to read it to you in the message, if I can find it in the message. Um, sorry for the delay here. Yeah, I can't find it in the message. If you have it in the message or you can Google that, it's so good. Um, let me just pull it up. Stay with me. I'm just going to pull it up right here. I know I'm so organized, right? I totally have it all together <laughs> um, when I'm doing a podcast. not Okay, here it is in the message. Thank you, Jesus, for Google. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure everything out on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. And that verse just kept coming to me. And, you know, that's kind of where, that's the situation I got into. Um, 
with this with Evan, but I think it's a season that we can all get into in our lives when a lot of things are not going the way that we had hoped, when we feel like we did everything we could to have a situation go a certain way. We did our part, we studied, and we still didn't do well on the test, or we prayed and our friend still got a bad diagnosis from the doctor, or um, we were believing God for one thing and it, it just didn't turn out the way that we thought. Or it didn't happen at all. I can't tell you how many times I'm hoping for something and I'm waiting and I'm thinking, this is it. Today's the day. And still no answer. You know? And I think that we can get into kind of a season of hopelessness and it skews our vision of what's really going on in the moment and what's really happening because we have such a filter of disappointment or hopelessness. And we have to be really careful about that, you guys. We have to be kind of on top of that and not let that take root. We have to put our hope in the Lord. We have to trust in Him. We have to remember that other scripture that says His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. I mean, His ways are higher. And listen, He is always moving heaven and earth on our behalf, even when we can't see it. And the situation with Evan's a perfect example. Um, so I sat here and cried a little bit that day with my husband, John, and fretted and freaked out like, oh my God, how's he going to handle this? How am I going to tell him? How's this going to go? God, you're disappointed me. I can't believe this is another disappointment. And he's, how am I going to help him process this? He's processed so disappoint, so much disappointment already. And so John's like, well, we need to call him down. Like we need to get it over with. We need to tell him. And I was like, no, let's just wait. I just want to, ignorance is bliss. Let's just give him five more minutes of not knowing the bad news. You know, I just wanted to delay the bad news. And John's like, I don't think that's the right idea. I think we just need to call him down here. And of course, me feeling like I know it all. I'm just like, no, listen, he's been through a lot of disappointment. You don't understand. You don't know what this might do to him. You just give it a minute. And so I prayed some more and was just like, even, even in my God, please help Evan process this prayer in that moment, I was still in my heart. Like, I don't understand this God. I don't understand why these kind of things keep happening. And how about some fresh hope? You know, how about some goodness? Like, where's that? And I was just being super negative in my heart, even if my prayers were, you know, help us type prayers. So we ended up calling Evan down and I was like, hey, bud, I I just thought it would be better if he saw it first instead of us delivering the bad news. I really wanted him to be able to process it. So I was like, look and see, you know, I think you might've got an email from your drama teacher. So of course he looks and he's like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, son, you know, he's reading it and I'm like, son, it's okay. You know, we're going to, we're going to get through this. It's really good that you tried. I'm saying all this like positive, you, you tried, try again type mom message. And he looks at us and he like has this glisten in his eyes. And he's like, I got the biggest part in the whole play. I got the lead. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, I got stage manager. And I'm like, yeah, yes, you did son. You know, it's okay. Um, I know you practiced, you studied, you memorized, you tried really hard. He's like, no mom, the stage manager has the biggest part in the play. He has the most monologues. I have to memorize the most lines. I'm basically like the narrator of the entire play. I stand on stage and pretty much narrate the whole play. And John looked at me and just started laughing. 
like making fun of me, like you are ridiculous in your worry and fret woman. And I looked at Evan and I was like, what? I thought when I was in drama, the stage manager was the person who worked behind the scenes and, and did all that kind of stuff. I, I didn't think you had any lines with the stage manager part. And he's like, no, mom, it's an actual part in this play. And he said, I'm the narrator. I have one of the biggest parts, if not the biggest part in the whole play. And so I just sat there in shock and I tried to hide it. I didn't tell him all my fret. I didn't tell him how John and I sat here and tried to figure out the easiest way to let him down and help him process his disappointment. I just said, congratulations, son. We are so proud of you. And he's like, I'm going to go tell my friends. So he ran out of the room and went off to let all of his friends know the good news. And my husband just looked at me and laughed. And I just said, stop, listen. From my experience, the stage manager part has no lines, no scenes in the play. Sorry, I was drinking a cup of coffee. And I'm just like, from my experience, you know, that was going to be a disappointing thing to him based on what I know. And in that moment, after my husband finished his, his enjoyment of, of my total misinterpretation of the situation there, he left the room and I was just sitting here talking to God and I was thanking him for his goodness. And I'm like, isn't it crazy? I spent like 30 minutes of my life sitting there fretting and worrying and trying to figure out how to tell my son the bad news when in fact it was good news. But based, get this, this is, this is important, you guys. Based on my past experience, I was reading that situation all wrong. I was reading it through the eyes of disappointment and hopelessness and past experience of how things had gone for me and what I thought and what I knew based on my limited knowledge of the situation and my own past experience of drama and being in plays. Stage manager in this case, in the play Our Town, which is the play they're doing, which I've never been in. I've never even seen. Um, I have no idea what it's about. The stage manager in this play is one of the biggest parts in the whole play. So I had it all wrong. And I just, I think that's the case for a lot of us. And it happens all the time. We get an idea in our head based on our own past experience or based on how the situation's gone before or based on the season we're in. If we're in a season of disappointment, if we've been going through a lot of hard things, if we're feeling hopelessness, it will really skew your perspective and your view of your situation. So I just want to pray for us all today to really put, like it says in Proverbs 3, to put our hope and trust in the Lord and not assume that we know it all. And not assume that we understand what's going on in this situation and not process it out of a place, place of past disappointment or discouragement or even past experiences. So I'm going to pray for us right now. Father God, thank you so much for your love and your faithfulness. Thank you that you are a good, good father. Thank you that we don't know it all. You're God and we're not. And thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, Father, I just pray that whatever situations, the listeners, everybody who's hearing this right now, whatever situations they're in, Lord, I pray that you give them your perspective and your view and your truth about their situation. I pray that they will look to you, God, and lean not 
on their own understanding, which basically means they won't try and assess or figure out the situation based on what they know, what they think they know, what they've been through before, or what their past experience tells them. I pray, God, that they will look on it with your perspective. You will give them fresh hope, fresh encouragement, fresh strength. Lord, I pray that you will give them eyes to see and ears to hear. And Lord, I pray that you will really um, comfort those who are going through a hard time right now and that you will bring some joy into their life and you'll bring some good news. And I pray specifically, just like what happened with me and John and Evan the other day, I pray God specifically that people that are looking at a situation that looks hopeless, that looks bad, that even looks like they have the answer, the outcome, and it's not a good one. Lord, I pray that you'll flip it. You'll turn it around. You'll bring a miracle. You'll give them a good answer. A good answer, God. Even where it looks like they've gotten bad news, Lord, I pray that you you um, do what you did for me and you reveal that it wasn't bad news after all. That it was actually the best possible news. So I don't know how you can do that, Lord, but like a like I hear my friend Jen Hatmaker say, fix it, Jesus. <laughs> Just fix it, Jesus. So thanks, God, for all that you're doing, for all that you've done. Help us, Lord, to see things with fresh hope and with your perspective. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, God bless you guys. I love you. I hope that you're having a great week, and I will talk to you next time.